0: Hi, this is Donna Otto, and I got the most wonderful quote in the mail. You know, we've been talking a lot about listening I know. How's it feeling at your house? Every time I hear the word listening, I, I have a little cringe thinking, how am I doing on my very own listening? This is a Lily Tomlin quote. Mm-hmm. Why is it that when we speak to God, we are told or said to be praying, but when God speaks to us, we are said to be schizophrenic? <laughs> Sounds like a Lily Tomlin thing, isn't it? Thanks for sending it to me. I like things like that. Makes me laugh a little and also makes me realize that we are peculiar, as the old King James Version used to say. Those of us who have understood the estimate to follow Christ and to be his disciple, we are peculiar. And today I want to talk about something that is near and dear to me. It is not easy to do, and it's definitely not easy to do in the culture we live in, and it's certainly never been easy to train our children, and that's to be a courteous person. The lesson is called Courtesy Counts. It really does count. And I have a 16-question question Questionnaire for you. I'm just going to read a few of the questions. Are you tardy or timely? Do you return your telephone calls in a timely manner? And the first two questions for me today are ouch. Do you look around and see what's left after you leave a room? How do you handle invitations, whether they're text invitations, email invitations, written invitations? Do you notice people in lines behind you and in front of you? I went to the market in the month of October, and it was like it was Christmas Eve. I'm not kidding. There wasn't a cart in the in the parking lot. There wasn't a place to put your car in the parking lot. When you got in the store, in every checkout lane, the manager of the store, the assistant manager of the store, all the cashiers, and and I found a guy in a suit in the dairy section loading milk. They, They could not keep up with all of the people. Do you notice the guy in front of you or behind you who has one half a gallon of milk and you could let him go ahead of you? How do you handle your cell phone, your noisy cell phone? You talk on it too often in front of too many people. How often do you use the word I or my in conversations with people? Do you look around and decide who are the beautiful people? And I think I'll go talk to them. Now, I have to tell you that my husband is not that person. Now, I can't say whether I am or I'm not because I think I kind of vacillate. Sometimes I see my friends and, you know, I always think they're beautiful anyway, and I want to go talk to them. But oftentimes when I get into a crowd, I try to look around for someone who may feel a little unfamiliar to the crowd. And I recently did that and had the most delightful surprise. Short story, but I bought a piece of street art last year Two years ago, that I didn't call street art because it was just modern, very modern, quite large. The frame is about three feet by five feet, very dramatic, very bold. And in the largest portion of the canvas, there is a man in a monk outfit. And when I showed it to my husband, he said, Really? Like, if you could see the paintings in our home, and we have a lovely collection of artwork, they don't look like this one, not anywhere. And he said, really? And I said, look, it's a monk. And we had just moved into this house that has a view of a mountain that one of the formations is called the Praying Monk. And I said, I think we should put it right there where we can see the Praying Monk on the mountain, and we have this monk in our kitchen so we bought it and we hung it and we've had lots of discussions about it most people say i don't like it my daughter said mom it doesn't fit in your house and i thought oh that's a shame i should have more of this kind of art i think well i went to a a small gathering of people and there was a fella sitting by himself um as the crowd was were gathering there maybe we're going to be 30 people there all together and I thought, well, I don't know this guy, but I think I'm going to go over and talk to him. So I did. He said, hi, I'm Joshua. And I said, hi, I'm Donna. And he told me he was from Nashville. And we talked about the church. We talked about deconstruction and construction. And we talked about life and children and art, just, just generally. Well, the next morning, I found out that the man I had been talking to was the artist of the street art I have hanging in my kitchen. And I'm a groupie about artists. I'll just admit to it. Oh, 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 oh. That's how I tell. So I waited to the appropriate time. I had my husband send me a picture of the piece of art. And then I walked over to him, and I said, Joshua, I'm Donna Otto. Does this look familiar? And I showed him the painting. And he said, it does. Where is it hanging? And I said, It's hanging in our kitchen and we just love it. And he said, Did you know it was street art? Street art? And I thought to myself, I wonder who the beautiful people are. Like, are beautiful people beautiful pieces of artwork? Or is art really in the eye of the beholder? And then did God make us all so we are beautiful to Him? All of that puts together in my courtesy conversation with you because courtesy counts. How do you handle yourself in the presence of other people? I was very delighted that that day I had made time to talk to a fellow who was by himself, turned out to be the artist of a piece of his work in my house called Street Art. Ah, made me so happy. In the 21st century, kindness and respect is as needed as ever, and demonstrating courtesy and teaching the next generation to demonstrate courtesy is certainly a choice we make and often we find unrewarded in our culture. There is a decline in respect and kindness In our society, a national survey conducted in 2012 by a group called the Public Agenda revealed that 79% of adults surveyed felt, quote, a lack of respect and courtesy in American society as a serious problem. Our behavior affects our relationships, and good manners show respect and consideration To others. So, I want to talk just for a few minutes as we prepare ourselves to come into a time of the year where there are more people in our life, generally speaking. Thanksgiving is a time we gather sometimes with people we don't know. Oftentimes we go to church a little more frequently. We go to services that are uncommon, Christmas Eve services, Monday, Thursday services in the Lenten period of time. And these services call us to two things. And the first one is to be attentive. And the second one is to be accepting. Be attentive and be accepting. Now, I feel like in some ways, I'm talking to you like Peter, who says in his first letter, uh, let me remind you of something you already know. Because I know you already know this. The value of kindness and respect is wrapped up in courtesy counts. And courtesy is a grace-based, life-gracious way of living our lives. It just is. And I know you know this, but I want to remind you of it. I want to remind you of it because I keep reminding us of the two-step. The two-step, the first step, love God. The second step, love others. But I don't agree with them. Love others. But they got a vaccine and I didn't think they should. Love others others. Love God, love others. There isn't a caveat wrapped around that, that said, if he's of one party and I'm another party, I, how can I love him? Well, that's what courtesy looks like. Courtesy is respect for the person not for what the person believes or thinks. And we've gone past that. When I was a young girl, my mother and father told me that at the dinner table we didn't talk about certain things, like religion and politics. We talk about that now everywhere all the time, and we often talk about it disrespectfully. I read an article in the Wall Street Journal some years ago, and it was called, um, Five Most Forgotten Manners that parents forget to teach their children. And they were simply respect for older people, awareness of others in public places, telephone manners, manners, period, and conversational courtesies. Now, this year, we're talking about listening. And one of the conversational courtesies we must acknowledge is that we must learn to listen one another to one another, not talk over one another, not interrupt one another. So I want to encourage you to consider how you are training your children. How are you and your husband allowing yourselves to talk to one another, to talk to them, to talk to people in your community? Are you listening? Are you really listening? And are you showing attention and acceptance? Now, I love mottos. You know that. The auto mottos are available to you. Um, They were literally mottos that I used as a young woman to help me remember how to do the things I wanted to do. And I try to distill everything to credible, workable, and memorable concepts. Credible, workable, and memorable concepts. Like, do your best and leave the rest. And courtesy counts is another motto of mine. Courtesy is a code of behavior, and it's a personal one. And I set it for myself, and I then choose to uh, live into it. James chapter 2, verses 1 through 9, reminds us to be attentive. Now, I'm sneaking in listening here and not using the word listening, but James calls us to be attentive to one another. Being attentive requires taking thought for what others are doing and not showing partiality. So I don't go. And show partiality to the person who thinks like me, dresses like me, lives like me, talks like me. I am respectful and pay attention to people who are different than me. And the dinner was a trap. And Jesus was disarmed by the trap. And he begins to teach. And Jesus noticed how the guests are maneuvering for what? The place of honor. The place of honor. And they were being rude to one another just to get to the place of honor. Now, I've been rude so many times, so many times when I didn't even know what rudeness sounded like or looked like, and so many times when I let my mouth get ahead of my heart, when I let my mouth and my actions get ahead of my heart, and almost always it's come back to haunt me. Probably none more rude than I ever have been was when I spoke about someone unkindly, into my phone, and did not realize that I had just spoken to this woman's answering machine, and the answering machine did not disconnect. Yep. She heard my rude conversation, my talking about her, on her very own answering machine. It's been three decades ago that happened, it still makes me so sad that I did that. But, we can be angry, we can be rude, we can be sassy. And God reminds us that courtesy counts and it counts to him. And when we are paying attention, we will look forward to serving others. We will look for a way to show respect, to show partiality, but not favoritism, not judgmental Behavior, not inconsistencies, not devaluing of the poor or discrimination by color or creed. In our culture, diversity is not being honored. It's being pushed and talked and yelled a lot. Uh, poor eye contact is a way of not honoring someone. So James is telling us here to look carefully at what we're doing and how we're culturally responding to the places that we uh, get engaged in. One year ago, uh, a few years ago I should say, I took one uh, word for my goal for the year and that was to be a miracle to someone every day. I thought that was going to be high and lofty and lifted up. I can still remember being kind of cocky about it. And then uh, suddenly I let someone literally in the line at the grocery store, what I was just talking about. And I heard God say, to that man, that's a miracle. And I thought, I can still remember consciously thinking about, hey, this could be an easy year, because if that's all I have to do to do a miracle, be a miracle to someone every day. But what it did was cause me to recognize how often I put myself or my agenda over others. George Mueller, who was a great fan, um, a great favorite, I should say, of mine. I was one of his fans. He was a man who literally took 100,000 children off the streets of England who needed adoption, needed a place to live, put them into orphanages, and prayed for them for food every day. He never did a fundraiser in his life. He never asked anyone for a dime. And um, he spent three hours every morning praying and asking God for all the needs that Mueller thought were needed. And one of the most charming, enchanting stories he ever told, a real story, that he was praying for the food of the children because literally this was early morning and there was not food for breakfast or lunch. And when he got to one of the orphanages that day, there was a truck the size of a giant, and on it was bananas, just bananas. That's all they were. And he said, I didn't ask God to bring a certain kind of food. I asked him to bring food and he brought bananas. He said, our children ate bananas for two days, and they were happy to have the food. Well, Jesus uses this dinner party as a place to remind us that he invites us, not entices us or traps us, not with exclusivity or hidden agendas. He says, come, come just as you are. Come and be with me. Show kindness and respect for one another by paying attention. By paying attention. And the second is by being accepting, being accepting. First Timothy, chapter, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 15 through 18 uh, reveals this. And we find it here, and he talks about um, friendship. Uh, we've talked about friendship here at Modern Homemakers Intermittently, but this is a time where uh, Timothy is being is is hearing from Paul and Paul is saying, there were these people who went out of their way. They went out of their way to accept me. So I want to read the passage to you, and I have to open my Bible to do that. And I should have it ready. My producer is probably watching the clock tick by while I turn pages, but I hope you'll bear with me. Second Timothy chapter 1, first and 2nd Timothy are right behind 1st and 2nd Thessalonians. Did you know that? He says, you are aware that all who are in Asia have turned away from me, including, may the Lord grant mercy, however, to the household of Onesiphorus, because, and here's what Onesiphorus did for him, he often refreshed me and was not ashamed of my chains. When he arrived in Rome, he eagerly searched for me, and he found me. May the Lord grant that he will have mercy from the Lord every day, and you will know very well how much service he rendered here in Ephesus. Well, we can be very busy, and we fail at accepting one another because we're busy with our goals. We're busy trying to get our work done. We allow ourselves too many choices and it gets us in trouble. Advertising agencies 20 years ago said that there were 3,000 hits a day. Did you hear that? 3,000 hits a day. Do you know what they are today? They can't even count the potential, but they, they guesstimate that every pair of human eyes who has a phone, a computer, and a television has somehow or another received somewhere between... 8,000 and 10,000 hits. Now, if you have a big, wide TV with a double screen on it and they're doing three minutes' worth of commercials, you've just had 300 hits because that's how fast they go. So we have a lot of choices, and that keeps us from being thoughtful. We let things uh, pass by us that are not wholesome for us, books, magazines, TVs, movies, and they bring about a, a disorder in our lives that we are unable to look to others and to accept them. It's easy to accept people that I know and love. It's not so easy to accept people who are different than me, who have a different um, mindset than I do. So I want to ask you if you would consider looking at your hands, your lips, and your eyes and asking yourself, what courtesy do I do with my hands? What door do I open? What plate do I serve? What clothes do I wash? What do I do with my hands? My lips... What do I say with my lips? Who do I bless with my lips? Who do I curse with my lips? How do I met, let my lips be loose and not speak what I'm really thinking, just whatever's rushing through my mind, not at its given thought? And my eyes, do I allow my eyes to have unwholesome things pass before it, or? do I very consciously keep my eyes on wholesome things? There's a lot of vulgarity in our culture these days. There is a book that came out on the New York Times bestseller list. It didn't come out on the New York Times bestseller list, but it made it to the New York Times bestseller list. I have to tell you, when that book made it to the New York Times bestseller list, I said to my husband, as an author of nine books, if I have to write that kind of book to get to the New York Times bestseller, I don't think I want to do that. We laughed aloud, not that I was ever headed for the New York Times bestseller. But it, this book allows the vulgarity of certain words, and not only allows for it, it, it sets people up who use what the scripture calls as coarse language as more intelligent than the rest of us. Well, maybe I don't want to discredit that. Maybe they are more intelligent, but I don't think they're more courteous. And I think what God calls us to is a way of courtesy, a way of kindness. And I pray that you will take a moment to look at your hands, listen to what comes off your lips, and see what your eye sees and watches. And ask God if these are the things that will allow you to be a man, a woman, a child, of courtesy, because courtesy counts. I'm Donna Otto, and this is Modern Homemakers. Remember the common begin and the uncommon finish. Go out and make it a very uncommon day of doing a courteous deed for someone.